listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello, Talia. Welcome to episode 67. Welcome. Uh, uh, my action right now is stretching. Mm. And you know what? I'm going to do the episode and listen, but I'm just going to be over here chilling. That's not what you told me. So, oh, I, I, I didn't tell you. I told you something else. Well, sometimes words and actions don't always align, Talia. Oh, that's our topic for today when they do when they don't why they do why they don't are you lying to yourself or the other person (laughs) such a common issue in relationships Mm -hmm. about words and actions aligning or our perception of our partner's words and actions whether they align or not because there's both ways yes right is this actual and do I have proof tangible proof you mentioned you were going to do this and it's not getting done or they might think it is getting done there's a lot there's a lot to be explored here so I'm very grateful for this uh topic that one of um our our listeners and one of the followers who answered our Q&A or the q and I put on my page sent this in Mm -hmm. (laughs) when words don't match actions or however it was exactly worded but we're going to explore that all today Yes. And that is the common complaint I'd say that, that brings this issue to relationship is when one partner goes, I'm looking for actions. I'm looking for behavior. I'm looking for change. You say it, you say a certain thing, you're going to do a thing. There's no follow through. Your words don't match your actions. Yes. I think you can go the other way, but that's the most common way this gets brought up in a relationship. Do you, let me just have a voice crack like a teenager. Do you notice personally or professionally a difference of uh, men and women and how this plays out? I would, uh, I don't know if it's different, but I would say there are gender norms that tend to be common and where people fit into this role. So I would say I hear a lot of the time women asking for behavior and actions from men Mm -hmm. and men saying something that to the woman's perspective doesn't align with their actions yes when we're in a in a heteronormative relationship i don't think that's universal i don't think that that is guy and girl and that's it i will say that'll be a common thing and if you want me to dive into it, i can share kind of why i think that is but that that's kind of the most uh direct dynamic that I've seen Mm -hmm. I I see it as well and it it wasn't until I started researching and learning and trying to understand more why that difference exists Mm. and this is this is actually transcending a heterosexual relationship Mm -hmm. this is the the innate instinctual drive Mm. difference of I think both men and women and this is not to be not inclusive, but a lot of the research has not been up. It's been updated, but it's been based on research that's previously existed. So I'm mindful that it might not be the most inclusive to the most updated terminology and identities, 
But mm-hmm. for the for the sake of I will give you the information, everybody listening can filter. I think that's the easiest way to do it because okay. I'm not an expert on the rest. So mm-hmm. from from what from what we know about instinct and drive, I want you to tell me the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and I, I need to know it. Right? I need you to keep me safe. I and and I need you to keep me emotionally safe. And if you tell me the truth, and that means I can trust you. And then if I can trust you, then we can be in a relationship, right? And that's a friendship too. I expect you to follow through on what you're telling me. I expect your words to match your actions. And so the I, I'll save the the kind of the deeper dive exploration for as we get further in the episode. But I notice there's a difference of male to male friendships, male to female friendships, female to female friendship relationships. All of that being lumped together as an overall, I think women value trust or they equate or or kind of connect you tell the truth your words match your actions this all lines up and i can trust you and that's not how that's not necessarily how men operate on what they're feeling and thinking Mm. i think for me on on those themes it's there's so much i always think emotionally right so there's so much in the emotion piece because a big question on that is well if Culturally, men are socialized to value action over, say, communication, talking, mm-hmm. and sharing their thoughts and feelings. Then, how does this dilemma become so common for some partners? Wouldn't it make sense that then men are more likely to use their actions to be congruent with their thoughts and feelings in the relationship? Mm-hmm. And I think where the the miss can come is forgetting that both partners have these deep emotional places you're talking about hey tell me the truth the whole truth therefore i can trust you and then i'm going to look for the evidence in a, in addition to your words that your actions align and that will really be the full truth mm-hmm. and i think linking those is useful but i also think that the partners can really miss other trust building moments. Mm. One of my big questions in moments like this is, well, how come the action, the behavior has more of a, of a resonance of experience for the partner who's looking for the action as Mm -hmm. opposed to the genuine emotional communication from the partner. So and what I mean by that is, let's say this is a, a, a male identified person who mm-hmm. in one moment goes, I love you. You're mm-hmm. the most important person to me in the world. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, instead of doing what was quote unquote communicated and agreed upon of doing the dishes, mm-hmm. doesn't do the dishes. Mm-hmm. And the partner receiving these messages, one an emotional truth, one a behavioral experience, mm-hmm. will lean more into the behavioral experience and go like, see, if you if I was important to you, you would have done the dishes like I've asked a thousand times. Women do that, yeah. Yeah, and, and in this example, that's what I'm keeping it um, as. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not unique to genders, but... And so my In some ways is, it is, yeah. Well, it's, it's common this way. Yeah, and that's where I get to the question of, well, what is it that the moment of not doing the dishes is more emotionally impactful for the person, this, this woman receiving it, versus the emotional moment of a man being vulnerable and intimate saying, I love you, you're the most important person to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a really big question about 
if there's this difference between words and actions, why is it that the action seems to speak louder than the words? I think based on, again, our innate differences Mm -hmm. of how we categorize who is trustworthy and who is untrustworthy and what is trustworthy or untrustworthy. I think more often than not, if you look at somebody who says, yeah, I'll do it and they never do it three times, you give somebody three chances and if they're still not doing it, that's going to tell you something about who they are as a person. It's not a negative. It's information that you can use. The last three or four times I've asked you to do something and we've agreed upon it or what have you, or you've told me out of your own volition, you're going to do this and you haven't, I'm going to have to trust what we've talked about. I think I've, I've said it on um, a different episode. If your life were a silent movie, what would it show you? Uh-huh. It can't just be all talk. Uh-huh. And it would be weird if in, in a con in an inverse way, it'd be also weird if they, if they said, oh, I'm not going to do that. And then they started doing it. You'd be like, but you told me you weren't going to do that. The- so it, it depends on if it's the behavior that you want or not. Right. Uh-huh. You not doing the dishes is going to be frustrating if you agreed upon it. Uh-huh. But what I want the words not matching the actions. Are you asking if you're, and it was a girlfriend who messaged this in of a boyfriend. Are you asking at a time when he can hear you? Is he just getting home from work? Is he distracted with something else? Is it women are very multi-focused. I can do things while I'm doing things while I'm doing things and actually still stay focused. And, and here, even if I don't intake it, I go, wait a second. I should have listened to that. Men are more single folk. It's the way testosterone and estrogen works in the brain. And so when you're looking at the, this issue, a lot of women I hear who come in as a, to the office as a couple, well, he, he never listens. Well, how are you communicating? Well, I ask him at the worst, I'm paraphrasing. I ask him at the worst times. Uh, if he doesn't listen, I yell at him. And then when he doesn't do the thing that I want him to do, I make him feel like a piece of crap. So no, you, uh, I wouldn't listen to you either, first yeah. of all. Second of all, it's how you ask and when you ask that does make the difference. Hey, I need you to do this, not the thing needs this, things don't have needs, you have needs. I would like help with the dishes. Mm-hmm. When, when would work for you, yeah. right? Or I need to have the dishes done by 5 p.m. Is that something I can reasonably expect your help with? And it's not interacting with them as if they'd say no, you wanna to get to a win. Yes. So you want the words to match the actions. It's how you ask and when you ask and how do you handle if it doesn't get done? Do you shame them? Are you negative? Are you that? Because that's a hundred percent. If you do not reward, especially men with telling the truth, you're not going to get it. Yeah. They're going to start pulling away. They're not going to commit because you've used the truth against them. And now they're getting shamed for it. And you're no longer safe and trustworthy to them. And so they're not going to connect with you anymore. So we both have yes. uh, buy-in for words to match actions. <laughs> and I would like to recommend starting with, when are you asking? How are you asking? Yes. Are, there, are you noticing congruencies from the start? in that behavior or is this person wildly incongruent and then that case they're not ready to be in a relationship yeah that's true and on the how are you asking when are you asking Mm -hmm. that's where a self-fulfilling prophecy comes Mm -hmm. in and that's where we're peeling away the maybe some of the hidden dynamic of what can be going on in this example because a very common experience for people who are labeled as their words don't match their actions is that shame experience you're talking about 
feeling criticized and or even if it's not a major direct shame it's a pressure of oh no I'm never doing it right Mm -hmm. or I'm thinking about these other things and then when this comes up that becomes overwhelming and stressful for me and it just becomes an action thing that's easy to not do or shift Mm -hmm. and they're not attuned to that important message of oh but you're important to me I love you Mm -hmm. And that's why choosing when and how you say something and your response to an action is so important. A -hmm. lot of what I train couples to do on the dishes example is, as I always say, is it's never about the dishes. Never. In this moment, I don't feel important in that you love me. And Mm -hmm. in a relationship where those things are true, different than what you were saying about maybe someone's not ready for a relationship, but in a relationship Mm -hmm. where those things are actually true, when the message between partners is, oh, I'm important or I'm struggling to feel important either way, mm-hmm. that taps into a part of us where if we hear that from a partner, we're like, oh, I want my action to now align. I want you to know I do. There's a tenderness there mm-hmm. that is oftentimes self-motivating to do that as opposed to, oh, I'm just getting pointed out that I didn't do the dishes again. Now I'm just going to feel pressure, shame, negativity. So I'm more likely not to do it as opposed to a message of, Hey, I'm really struggling. And I I don't feel important in this moment. I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed. That will click into us as partners more often as, Oh, Oh, I see that now. I want to be with you and care about you there. All -hmm. of this long ramble is about exactly just saying how, and when you say something can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. If mm-hmm. you attune to the request and share with your words that are congruent with your experience, if I want to be important to you, or I want a partner to fulfill this, this teamwork thing, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to have your partner's words and actions aligned versus if you pick a wrong time or you say it in a way that's really hard and critical, then you're actually mm-hmm. going to be buying into the system also of a self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy of that your partner's words and actions won't align. So how you look at it, has a powerful influence in what actually happens. Mm-hmm. And in this specific case, w- women wanting m- male words and actions to align, sometimes they are telling you and you don't want to hear it mm-hmm. and you're projecting, which we'll get to in a second. And other mm-hmm. times you are being incongruent as the woman. And when men view incongruency, they don't want to do anything about it. You have finite, precious resources. This is the way your brain is categorized. No matter how evolved we are, it comes up as instinct. Mm -hmm. You view it as, okay, they're saying this, but then they're doing this. That doesn't add up. I can't trust them. Mm -hmm. And if you can't trust us, you're not going to do things for us. Thus being more likely for words not to match actions, Mm -hmm. right? I need you to be here by seven o'clock. Otherwise I'm going to be really pissed. Mm-hmm. You show up at 7.30, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Guys are like, okay, so I can be light and she won't. It's too confusing. Yes. The more we can be in integrity with ourselves, of, if I'm telling you it's this, I'm going to follow through, right? I'm going to go to bed at 11 p.m. I'm falling asleep at 11 p.m. I don't text you past 11 p.m., mm-hmm. period. Even if I'm awake, you have to be in, te- in integrity with your word. So that way the person goes, okay, they're going to follow through with their word. How could I expect somebody's words to match their actions when mine don't even do that? Yes. Right. And so if you look at it from this example in relationships, I flip it on its head. How much are your words aligning with your actions? Are you giving your, in this specific example, the person messaging in, are you giving your boyfriend Mm -hmm. 
mixed signals, in which case a guy receiving mixed signals, he's not going to do anything about it. You're going to get frustrated and start blaming him that his words don't match his actions when it's more about you're not even being in congruence and in alignment with yourself. And so Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're saying this experience of what you need and what you want, all of it has to be congruent. Mm -hmm. All of it has to be congruent all the way through. And we show you that you can't believe us or can't trust us if we say something inconsistent with what we're feeling, right? Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And then we expect you to somehow lean in and do something about it and then get mad at you when you don't punish you. And we, we do this all the time as people, right? You should already know what I want. How could you not have read my mind? How could you not have read my intonation, even though it didn't match the message? And then we think, well, what's wrong? What's wrong with me that I didn't do this? And then we think that through, and then there's nothing wrong with me. It's your fault, right? You're the problem, blah, blah, blah. That person's not going to want to make their actions more congruent. So that would be my next, besides it might being, might be you having this projection you have to be congruent with what you're speaking and doing and not, well, if you don't, if you do this one more time, I'm going to leave. And you've said that seven times and you're still there. Like you're doing this to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think always starting with ourselves is key. Yeah. Are my words and actions congruent? Mm-hmm. Um, another interesting dynamic before we go into the next piece you were saying, yeah. I think I think it's interesting this dynamic is people a partner who's struggling with their partner's lack of congruence of words and actions mm-hmm. will link into the words in moments when the words are said without also the genuine emotion behind it. Yeah. Or I, I say linking to the words, they'll notice that. And then actually I think that's where they put more weight on the actions. What I see commonly is a partner will say what they've learned to say mm-hmm. that they know that has a res- response. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do that example for you're important to me. I love you. Mm-hmm. They learn to say that because they know that those are the right things to say, but maybe they haven't learned how to say it in a deep, genuine, emotional, way. not that they don't feel that in their hearts somewhere, but it's one thing to be like, Hey, tell Yeah, I love you. You're important to me. And it's another thing to be like, Talia, you're very important to me. I love you. And really sit in that emotion together. When those, when the emotion doesn't align with the words, then it's going to mean it's easier to look at the actions. Mm -hmm. And I want to point out, it's not just the person saying the words with emotion. It's the person receiving the emotion. I have learned that both, it's very common that both partners need a little bit of attunement of a how to share and say the words mm-hmm. with genuineness behind mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. That's there, as well as the partner hearing the words and the genuineness from their partner often if someone is so hooked up on actions over words they also have a barrier or a wall to receiving the genuineness of their partner's words it's just an interesting dynamic about how when that when that comes up. It is. And I, I think deeper than deeper in a parallel, deeper than the EFT, right? The emotionally mm-hmm. focused part of the therapy or the practice. Uh-huh. It's it's the the how would I term this or deem this? I'll just explain what I see. A lot of the times it's being hung up on 
the, like you're saying, learning how to say it with emotion, of course, but also understanding that that might not have any separate parallel, that might not have anything to do with why they are or are not being congruent. And if I love you, right, your instinct as a man is different than your instinct as a woman, even when we say love, right? And so if I'm loving you and I'm doing this because I love you, which has its whole other connotation in childhood that could go way wonky <laughs> of like, well, I did this because I loved you. I'm loving you and I want to trust you and have everything be congruent. We're already on a different template and women are usually, they're not always, usually more able to go from that feelings-based emotional. And we think if we can just get you to feel the right way about us, then you'll start doing those things that we want you to do. And you're just silly, silly you, if you just accessed your feelings more then <laughs> and, and I, I honor EFT and I think therapy has its place, but from the, the kind of coaching perspective or like not just the therapy lens, but looking at it more of a biological drive lens, we're not wired the same. And so if we're trying, EFT has its place. And if we try to go only the distance of trying to emotionally convince our male partners, if you just felt this way about me, then you do this behavior. So conversely, if you're not doing these things, then that means you don't love me. So if I'm going to perceive that you don't love me, I'm showing up in the relationship that you're not loving me, which is again, erroneous. That's not actually what's happening. You show congruency differently than we do. We all need to show congruency. And in order for us to have those emotional conversations, which I think are so important of, I love you. I want to work through this. I love, that's going to mean different things for your partner. So my caveat is don't assume men think like women in terms of if they just felt this way about me, they would do these things. It's not, that is not why men make decisions of choosing to do things or not do things. Is this a valuable investment of my resources? Can I trust you to be congruent? Is this worth it for me? And then I will have my behaviors and actions align. Am I being rewarded when I tell the truth? Do I feel safe in this relationship that you're not going to use it against me? You're going to get everything you want. You're not going to have a problem with words and actions not aligning if you can show up to be that kind of partner. And that goes for all relationship angles but especially when it comes to don't get hyper-focused on if they loved me, they would do these things. And because they're not, they don't love that. That's a very wicked path to go down. It's going to be a really short spiral to the end of the relationship. If you only associate those two things. Yeah. Cause that association I, I interpret as I have a need from, to feel loved by my partner. Right. And I've narrowed it down to this one behavior or action. Correct. And I only feel loved when, when they do or don't right. do this, as opposed to going, well, I definitely don't feel loved in this moment with the dishes, but that's just a reminder that I have this need to feel loved. So how mm -hmm. can I communicate that congruently to my partner and mm -hmm. have my partner reassure me and share maybe in their different way yes that they love me yeah so it's more about going to that need and not narrowly like like you were saying just go if you do this then you love me because yeah. you're gonna set yourself if up then for failure pro quo yeah and yeah. It, it's not the same again it's not the same for each person I can say you know my partner makes the bed every single morning he mm -hmm. is so good about it he will help mm -hmm. with it I honestly at this point don't even have to ask because I have mastered this relationship so well with all I studied and it feels great that I appreciate that every single day. Thank you so much. It helps me get my day off to the right start. We have different schedules. So sometimes I'll be, you know, home late or whatever it is, but 
it's looking at it from this perspective of that's something that because there's been congruency, because there's been appreciation, because he wins at that, he will do it. And I don't even have to ask. Like we've transcended all the other episodes that and, and when you and I have talked about how to do that. The key here is I associate all those little things he remembers to do if he gets fat free ranch dressing because I have to count my macros. I choose to count my macros, I should say. That's a thoughtful thing. And he'll get, he got me these flat. He does these things to make it a, just a personal example of how true this is for all that we're talking about. The more you're consistent, the more you're congruent, the more you're appreciative, the more you let the person win at telling you the truth and making their words and actions congruent. Even if you don't like hearing it, that's another reason, right? There's some things he's told me where I'm like, well, that completely ruins the idea that I've planned in my head without ever asking you. And I was really wishing you just consent to, because it makes my life easier. Like deep down, that's what a lot of us feel. But then I go, thank you so much for letting me know that helps me to restructure my day or whatever else. Sounds great. Meet you then instead. I avoid conflict. I avoid dis. You have to take it as it comes. And so making it less personal to you, if somebody chooses to do or not do something is another way to start seeing words and actions align more, right? I made this commitment. I have to change and I can't do it, but here's what I can do. Don't harp on them for not being able to do the original thing. Appreciate that they're being forthright and letting you know, Hey, these are where my words and actions are going to align instead right higher level this is not the person who says yeah 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 we'll go on a date we'll go on a date and they never do no that, that that's not where this applies to this is when you're in a relationship and you're seeing this person's words not match their actions are you able to roll with the punches so to speak and not throw the first punch we blame you guys a lot for not doing all this stuff not even realizing that we've been the ones who cut you off at the knees why the heck would you want to give us what we want and have your words match your actions if we treat you like crap? That's part of it. And the other part that I hear a lot from men or, or partners in this role is, but I do so many other things Correct. and you never see how hard I work at these other things. Yeah. So then A, I feel unappreciated. Mm-hmm. And then B, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to do the fucking dishes because I'm not appreciating. I'm not wasting my resource yeah. of time that I can yeah. never get back when you don't yeah. appreciate these things that you actually don't even have to effing ask me for, which is yeah. all I hear women want from all these rom-coms. Yeah. You want me to do things without you asking. And I'm doing that and I'm still not getting recognized. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do yeah. what you're asking me, right? This deep down piece comes from these instinctual drives. The more you can master these, the easier it gets for you to be in a relationship with the real person, not this projection. And I've said this before, and I learned this from one of my mentors, women expect men to be women. We just do. We expect you to not only be women, we expect you to be the perfect woman. And we expect you to uphold the perfect woman standards, which is me. So I'm interacting with you as if you are me. That's what I do. And and that's never useful (laughs) because there cannot possibly be two of me, right? Thank goodness. But the second I start interacting with you and what you're saying is you do show that you care in all of these other ways. But if I'm only looking at my lenses tuned in for dishes, bed made, trash taken out, and you're doing all your, again, just to use housework as a neutral example, you're dusting, you're changing the dog's water, you're doing this, you're contributing, you're showing me, you're taking things off my plate. You got to take those lenses off, ladies and gentlemen, and and everybody in between. You have to take those lenses off. You have to come at it from the perspective of this person is showing me 
by what they're doing, not doing, saying, and not saying who they are. I'm not trying to filter it. I'm not trying to fit them into a box. I'm going to take a wide lens, live my life, let them live their life and see how well we can coexist. So both of our words and actions can really match. We, we spend too much time trying to fit each other in this perfect box because we don't really want to change. I want my life to stay the exact way it is while you're in it. And that's unfair and it's unrealistic. Yeah. And the way I, one way I think to bridge that gap is a common thing we recommend is get curious with your partner. If yeah. you're noticing this incongruence with words and actions mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I just listened to Talia. And so <laughs> I'm thinking about things my way. Mm-hmm. I remember Talia said, they're different. I don't know how yet, because I'm still learning this. So go get curious, ask your partner, hey, so what's going on with the dishes? I'm trying to understand. I know mm-hmm. I love you. I care about you. I want to understand you more. What's going on? And try to see if you can bridge the gap that way to start exploring those differences in a compassionate, excited way. I think yeah, that can be I, a I really cool start, way to deepen a relationship. I would, and again, women have this tendency to make everything emotional. Men standardly don't operate that way. So I would go at it from, like you're saying, what's going on with the dishes and not, not bring in the feelings yet. This yeah. is where I would say, save, oh, yeah. savor that. What's going on with the dishes? I, you either, you said you were going to do it on your own and you didn't. Yeah. Or I, what, what do you need for me mm-hmm. for that to get done? Can yeah. you just ask me when you want it done? Absolutely. But we do this thing that we mention it again, usually right when you walk in the door, mm-hmm. when you're not listening to us at all right when you walk in the door hey blah 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 and I I used to go through this with my family too I walk in when I was living at home in college um for the first year or so and it would be like I'd get home from working three jobs this this and that and because I still lived at home my mom would be like and this this and I'm like if you hand me one list when I walk in the door one more time I will live outside on the streets yeah (laughs) like I cannot do this anymore and I would be so at my limit And that's exactly right. We learn this from family, right? When we walk in the door, do this. We translate that into our romantic relationships, especially if we were modeled our parents doing that to each other and us growing up. It's this systemic cyclical thing. And then we project, we hated it, yet we project that and do that onto our adult romantic partners. They're not your assistant. First of all, if you have something exciting to share with them, still give them some time and space to decompress once they get home. That goes for men and women. And again, everyone in between, but when you're asking for these things to be done, ask at a time that's effective, be very clear about it and have it become an agreement, right? And then if they don't follow through on the agreement, then you can reasonably follow up and gently, it doesn't even have to be super emotional, squishy. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. We talked about this this morning. You said you were going to do it. It's not done. What's up? Get curious. What's going on? And asking why may not be the best thing to do. Sometimes why elicits this feeling of inferiority or like something's wrong with the person. If we're questioned, I've said this before, like the what's wrong with me versus what's going on with me, which is what Mm -hmm. you're getting at the curiosity, ask it in a way that says what, yeah, I want to, I want to understand, right? Like you're saying, I'd like to understand what's up. Yeah. What's up? What's What's going on? What do you notice this? Right. Or instead of, you know, I think a more vague is what's up is best, but at the same time, a lot of times it's, hey, we're going into it with the assumption that whole like, oh, they don't care about me sort of thing. Instead, you're like, oh, 
what's going on in their world? They must be overwhelmed. They must be yes. struggling with something or yes. something else going on. So be like, oh, hey, is everything cool? I know we agreed before this is happening. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. If stuff's going on, what's up with you? I care about you. Mm -hmm. Don't, like don't operate on assumptions, right? Yeah. You can or choose your assumption. Correct. Why not choose the like yeah. positive assumption? Oh, yeah. I'm going to assume something's going on in my partner's life that I don't know about. Yeah. I'm going to assume that they're trying to figure it out or they're already maybe stressed about trying to get all of this done. I'm going to assume something positive mm -hmm. if you're going to assume anything at all. Yeah. You don't want to mold yourself to adapt to what you are in misinterpreting often as, especially as if you think of somebody who's just like you, you don't want to do that. You want to say, wow, I'm noticing X, Y behavior, X, Y, this that's about the other person. Um, I'm going to interact with them in a way that if something were truly up, they would come to me. I'm going to respect that for them. I'm not going to go in and caretake on their behalf. And that's the assumption I'm going to operate from. If I'm not, I'm not going to interpret, oh, they sighed. That means something's wrong with me. Oh my God. Right. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself a little bit more people, right? Yeah. I know it's hard, but we've talked about this for 67 episodes now. Go to therapy, make sure that you're doing your inner work to have a core, strong core sense of self so you don't take things personally or make things personal mm -hmm. when they are not, right? This whole behavior is not matching actions. A lot of us go to, like we said, well, that means they don't love me. And when you start showing up in your relationship, like somebody doesn't love you, you're derailing the entire process. And it's often not accurate. Absolutely agree. And I think that's the whole point of what we're talking about here and how these dynamics play. I do want to acknowledge in this entire episode discussion, so far we've been under the assumption that the partners do actually care about each other and there is good intention in the relationship. <laughs> Can I we get any pessimistic now? I, well, I don't want to dive that much into it. You tell me what you want to talk about. But I do want to acknowledge there is a different space oh, yeah. where there can be a very toxic relationship where one person straight up is intentionally saying something to the partner. Totally different. That is not, they have no intention of holding true with their actions and they go into something completely different. I that's don't think that's different. super common, which is why I'm just now. Billy, have you ever been on that. TikTok? Because everybody's a narcissist <laughs> and gaslighting manipulator. Um, no, you're, you are correct. It is <laughs> I have not, not been on TikTok for the record. Well, stay off of it because it's hell. That's the plan. Um, that is the plan. It's, it's, it is not as common, but I have a, I have a big problem. I'm gl glad that you brought this up because mm -hmm. I have a big problem. If you are not the first category of what we just described and you happen to be in the second category of yeah. this person knowingly is yeah. choosing to not match their behaviors with their actions that exists on a spectrum of, yes, yeah, their words and their actions yeah. that exists on a spectrum. And we're not doing a video today, but that exists on a spectrum from one side to the other. The worst extreme possible is that you are dealing with somebody who is sociopathic tendencies, mm -hmm. narcissistic tendencies, yeah. clinically issued person, right? The, the lighter end of the spectrum, let's give the benefit of the doubt still, if they're intentionally not matching it is they haven't done their inner work. They can't take criticism. They're too prioritized with being a nice people pleaser versus mm -hmm. being kind, right? So even if my intention is like, I really want to say yes to this person because I don't want them to be mad at me. So I said, yes, and then I didn't do the thing and this and that, mm -hmm. that can still be intentionally 
I know I'm really not going to do this at the end of the day. Yeah. But if I'm coming at it again from that people pleasing codependent end of the spectrum, not the mm-hmm. sociopathic narcissistic end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. those two those two dynamics, the split of what we just talked about in the first part of the episode and the sociopathic or codependent tendencies, that needs to be dealt with in a different way, in which case that rule of when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, any amount of time where you feel like this is yucky and incongruent and I can't push past this and I have identified that this person has this pattern, knows that they're manipulating me and either gets off on it, run away immediately, Uh or is like, I know I do this thing, but I just can't stand when people are disappointed and mad at me. Don't like those, those are, those are really clear times to go inward with yourself and think, can I date? Definitely don't date a narcissistic sociopath, but can I date this person who knowingly is admitting to having this tendency of people pleasing and over yesing and everything else, knowing that they're not even on their own totem pole at all. And where I fall on that is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a, that, that I think is an important thing to note. And I think you hinted at this, but I just want to highlight mm-hmm. on that people pleasing part of the spectrum. I think the part that gets toxic is when that person isn't in a space or willing to do any work. Yes. I think that sometimes it can be very um, growth oriented when in the relationship that comes out in a discussion about words and actions don't align. And mm-hmm. that partner who is people pleasing goes, yeah, I say yes, I have no intention because I don't want to do this for you. Mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to, you know, in some way upset you. Once that's uncovered, if the response is then, oh yeah, I have some shit I got to figure out and I'm going to mm-hmm. be willing to work on myself. So I'm not just people pleasing. So I'm not just that. That's a one response versus someone Correct. who habitually would be like, yeah, that's how I am. And then they do the same thing. Okay. I'll work on myself. And then they don't. And yes. it's another words on actions. That's where you start going, okay, is this person actually willing to do some work in this? (laughs) Or did they just project their people please or inject their people please? Did they just do the same cycle? Did they just do the exact same? Oh yeah, I'll fix it. And then they don't, you know, and then it's like, okay, there's not really that effort there. And And I will, I will, I will leave everyone with, I dated a guy like that. Great guy. Honestly, was not the talks. I dated that too. I have, I've, I've dated a lot, but he was a great guy, very kind, great family, et cetera, had a wicked people pleasing problem. Again, was not even on his own totem pole. I was last. I had him write out his priorities one day and I'm like, now list them. And he's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. So this clearly isn't working because what you think up here and what you're actually doing. And then I'm like, I just used a therapy intervention with the boyfriend and this is a sign <laughs> that we need to break up, right? Like we're not meant to be, it's going to cost me unbecoming who I am and him becoming somebody he's not for this to work. And that's where you have to draw the line. Mm-hmm. I love that story. I think there's one last thing to share about when you look at the episode, most of mm-hmm. what we've talked about were when there are actual positive intentions and yeah. there's just struggle in that incongruence versus when that's not. And I think the natural question then is like, okay, well, how can listeners tell the difference We've given some hints, we've given some clues. And at the end of the day, it really does have to be that internal sense of self there. I think you have to be checking in like, hey, have I done my best to look at my contribution here? Have I taken some of these things that I heard from Ryan and Talia and yeah. re-looked at them or shared them in, in the right time in a, in a soft way with my partner and really start to assess for yourself, hey, is this a thing that we can both work on together? Yeah. Or 
is it this other category of someone who's really not even interested in making words and actions align? Correct. You have to, you have to be your trust your gut. I will say um, ultimately, but you have to be in that discernment and alignment of what category do they fall into? They're yeah. the, the unwilling to ch- change it just now, right? Maybe right now, people pleaser, they're narcissistic and sociopathic, truly not the whole TikTok. Everybody is a gaslighting, whatever. Like we're talking true diagnostically relevant. This is who they are. Run away. Or you're in a relationship and your incongruency is leading their, to their incongruency. Those yeah. are, that's what I will summarize today's episode as. Yeah. It's hard to do, but it's very doable with these themes in mind. So mm-hmm. best of luck to all listeners working through this type of dynamic in a relationship. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you need us, let us know, hit us up. If you want that emotional, which is so helpful. And you've taught me a lot, Ryan, over the years the emotional aspect of it. If you want to be lovingly confronted with how you are contributing okay. to your own failures, you call me um, <laughs> because that's my specialty, but the only way out is through. So regardless of what resonates with you, there's value in doing the inner work. And we are here for both of you. Should you want to dive deeper into understanding your relationships? Yeah. And if you have a question that you want us to address, just like we did today, words versus actions, um, yes. shoot us an email. You can email us Ryan and Talia at the couples Yes. And stay tuned for on my page at Talia Bombola. I do a Q and a every so often to data mine questions that you want answers to. And that's how we got this one. So until next time, thank you for listening and we love you all.